Hi there, and welcome to Not Just Reality, a podcast dedicated to good, bad, and maybe embarrassing TV. Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jade. Hello. So this episode, (laughs) we'll be covering The Bachelor, the season finale, and this After the Final Rose special with Emmanuel. Is it Acho? Ocho? Acho? Okay. Um, He was actually on the Saints team. I don't think I even realized that, but they just traded him. So that's very interesting. I I forgot. But I'm just shocked that he's still playing. I mean, it seems like he's got a lot on his plate. I mean, just with, you know. Someone the... told me he wrote a book. Yes. Some... He's yeah, got like a podcast said... and hosting mm-hmm. After the Final Rose. I'm like, man, you're doing Involved. a lot of things. My goodness. Um, so, yeah. So, we will record Married at First Life separately. Um, just because Bachelor, just it seemed like there was just kind of a lot um, to cover. And we didn't want the episode to get too long. So, that being said, are you ready to jump into it? Always ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Let's go. Exactly. Okay, so <laughs> we are at The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the first notes I have are about Matt's brother, but I'm sure that's not how it appears on the TV no. screen. <laughs> um, seems like you're focused on important things. <laughs> I'm focused on the things that matter. That's that's good because I was thinking that too. I was like, we should really only cover like the highlights. Um, however, so it starts with Matt. He's talking about Michelle's wife qualities and the way Rachel makes him feel. Mm. It's all very like reflective. He's walking mm. through some snowy woods. Yes, yes, which, it's coming back to me now. Yes, it's, it seems like he could just drive to whichever location he needed to go to. But he's walking mm-hmm. through some snowy woods. And at the end of the snowy woods in this little cabin are his mom and brother. His mom mm-hmm. is Patty yes. and his brother is John. And remember, his dad was Manny, I think. Manny and Oh, Pat. was it? I didn't Matt know that. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's sweet. Um, so we're introduced to Patty and his brother, John. John opens his mouth and... <laughs> John has a grill on the top. A man after my own heart. I really oh appreciated my goodness. that. Oh, Oh, I love grills. Are you serious? Matt looking like, I mean, John looking like, oh, like Nipsey. <laughs> like, the, like his alter ego almost. Yes, because he looks yes, just like I him. It, I mean, he literally like looks just Matt's like him. alter ego. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, but like, I felt like his grill was intentional and I, I understood what he was doing. You know what I mean? What, like, what did you understand it to be? I, I felt that like, that was, I, I think it was because he's like, look, The Bachelor, why y'all got us up on here? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I felt like they didn't have the, the skills or the capabilities to really prepare Matt and the mm. audience for the blackness that was coming onto ABC. And okay. I felt like the grill was a good choice. I understood it. Okay. And what cool, it was interesting. interesting thoughts about this, John. Nothing bad, but he just, he has an interesting demeanor, I think. I kind of, I kind of liked it. Like, at first, mm-hmm. when you look at him, I think he wants people to be like, oh, this is just a straight, just like a hood person. Like, he's just like, I don't know, Matt's hood mm-hmm. brother. But then he opens his mouth and it's like, well, no, you know, you can't typecast here. So I actually, mm-hmm. I appreciated it. And then I thought it was interesting because Patty was probably like, John, are, are you sure you want to wear that? <laughs> I don't get that impression from Patty. Patty seems to like, you know, embrace her sons as they are because they are. I think she embraces Matt. Me. I don't know about mm. John, but you know, whatever. Interesting. Okay. So well, Matt, Matt's the baby. Just well, to be yeah. Clear, so everyone knows. That's true. And Matt is for some reason I needed to double check his age because it was. Yes. What is it? I know we. Twenty nine. Oh, didn't I say he was like 34 before? Damn. Yeah. And I needed to okay. check that because well, let's just jump into it. So Matt, you know, is smiling at his mom, the other hugging, caressing. The way he was looking at her, I was like, this is definitely a mama's boy. Um, because it <laughs> yes. was just vibes. You could just you know? see little baby Matt right there. <laughs> yes. Under his mama. Like his facial really... expressions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, Matt. You could see him like <sighs> with both of them just feel like falling into position. Yes. Which, is very similar to what we've seen with some of these, some of these girls when um, mm-hmm. their parents came to just fall into their place in the family. Yeah, and yeah, I thought definitely. this was a good example of that. Yeah, 
So Matt's mom quickly wants to let us know that she thinks it'll be a long shot that Matt will be engaged by the end of this. I just wanted Mm. to let y'all know that. (laughs) Because the premise of the show is for The Bachelor to to get down on one knee and propose. I don't even see how that's realistic considering the amount of time you spent with a single, like any person who gets proposed to. Has it been enough time? It's the premise of the show, you guys. This is the 25th season. I don't make the rules here. So I, mean, I don't the know. The structure of the show is is a struggle anyway. It's completely outdated. Yeah. So Michelle is first. Um, she has the first date um, of the day and she's meeting Patty and John. Um, she actually tells them that one of the first conversations that she and Matt had was about his mother, which was mm-hmm. really interesting. Matt's mom starts crying instantly. And I did Wait. not understand why. When they're still sitting with Matt? Or yes. Or when she goes, okay. She, uh, yeah, there's a lot of emotions with his mom. Yeah, so she starts crying or, like, tearing up. Um, I don't know. It was just very strange. So then I think at some point Matt's brother is like, Michelle, would you like to go talk? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, when he was talking to her, I was like, he just seems, I don't know if he, I wouldn't say he's, truly shy but he seems like very reserved in this situation mm-hmm. um or maybe like uncomfortable which i'd be too if i was on a resort with uh nim and colin <laughs> yeah i mean know. he was just asking questions yeah he was asking questions he seemed like okay with michelle i was just saying like his his vocal tone and stuff just didn't sound very strong to me no which i guess I- is good I figured it was nerves, but who knows? I mean, his his dad, you know, seemed to really be perplexed, you know, and, and was sweating profusely. So I just imagined it was probably nerves and then just like the lights and probably. the camera people. And it's just I'm like, wow, you, it's all these people that are around you draining your energy. Right. Anywho. I can't imagine. Um, so he asks Michelle. Um, well, no, he tells her that he's looking for a vibe that he'll be able to pick up on. He wants to keep it real. Um, he asked her, what types of qualities do you see that would make you feel that Matt would be a long-term partner? And she says that he's very trustworthy and he's a man of his word. Um, she also lets us know that her last relationship ended in January. So I'm guessing. Yeah, I was shocked to hear that. Uh, January of, is that 2021? 20, like, or 2020? That was, well, that was 2020. 2020. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was, wow. Okay. Um, I was surprised because <laughs> I thought her parents said it had been like two years. Yeah. I guess she could have had a simple relationship between them where it just ended. But this sounded like, the, like she said similar it w- to unhealthy, toxic. Yeah. Like she just, <laughs> I was confused. I was very confused. So I was just like, okay, Michelle, I feel like you're not telling us everything. Um, mm. So then John says that he's never seen Matt in any relationships and that he's observing body language. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like Matt is truly happy and in a good place. And he says it's up to his mom to dictate. Well, it seemed like mm. he was saying that it's up to his mom to kind of see how, like, where this goes, which I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think this whole thing about them not seeing Matt with anybody before is yes. really. Yes. He's 29. Really, he's 29 and your mom's never met a girl. That you were serious about, apparently. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, what was Matt's last relationship? I feel like I just, I'm needing more information. He's never said. Like, he's always been like, oh, you know, I've never really had a serious relationship. And I'm like, so you, you haven't been dating anyone? Like, I don't think he's telling us everything. I don't think he's telling his family everything either. Because I think that's why his mom is emotional. Because she's never seen him with anyone. And to think that, like, oh. this first person she sees him with is going to be his wife might be an overwhelming thought. Mm-hmm. So that leads us into Michelle and Patty, their conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that her, she explains to Patty that when her parents met Matt, her mom said that she took one look at Michelle and asked if Matt was the one. Mm -hmm. And she says that, you know, she, her parents really loved Matt and that was a great connection. And so Patty starts talking about how Matt chose friends that had really strong families. Cue the tears. Um, Patty says, crying throughout. Patty says she couldn't offer him that. He had to overcome a lot. My goodness, this relationship with the parents, I mean, was it abusive? Like, it just sounds, and I'm not saying that they're being, like, overdramatic, but every conversation is about this family unit and his dad and how trash he was. Have you ever seen on Lifetime uh, Marriage Boot Camp family? Yes, yes, I have. Family edition? Talk, I mean, God. 
So it's just, it, it gets very exhausting, you guys. I'm sorry. Um, so Michelle actually has a really good statement about that strong family unit statement. And she says that she doesn't see that as a disadvantage. It just makes him more grateful for things that people tend to look past to. Um, Michelle is too mature for this man. Like she's just too mature for Matt. And I just, I don't want this for her any longer. One of the things that bothered me throughout this with Patty, even though like, I felt like she was warm with Michelle, she was not crying because like, I'm happy he's found. Exactly. Exactly. She was crying because of Matt. Yeah. (laughs) Just like thinking about her son was making her emotional. Not like, oh, he's going to be happy and get married and start a family. I'm happy for him. Not like happy tears, but like, oh my goodness, I couldn't offer him anything. And now he's here. It's all about her. And I hate to pull this. Mm. (laughs) It just felt like like she was centering how she felt about this, these relationships. Like it it was all about her and it wasn't really about Matt. So I didn't really like that. She said she made a statement where she said she feels honored to hear how someone feels about her son. So it's like, like you're saying, kind of reflecting yeah. back to her of how well she mm-hmm. did with him and his people's ability to love him and that kind of thing. But it's it just seems like a little bit misplaced and like a high level of enmeshment between him and mom. And I bet yeah. that as they were growing up, John was the like the older, like forgotten son almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was more so like man, mommy, man, mommy. Yeah. All together. I can see that. Um, it's just weird because you don't even see Patty and John like having any interactions, even though they're sitting next to each other on the couch. They're not like looking at each other. They're not like. No. There's nothing between them. It's weird. Well, and what's interesting is that when Matt rejoins them, um, so it's Matt, Patty and John. You know, Patty says that she can see how Michelle made the final two. She's so sweet and easy to be around, which I thought were very like superficial like traits to say. Um, he is holding his mom's shoulder and then Mm. the cameraman who I guess is just super shady catches him like rubbing her thigh, like vigorously. So it's the shoulder. It's the thigh. Yes. I was like, wow, this is a lot of connection here. Meanwhile, John just sitting there just, you know, forgotten, you know, who's going to rub his thigh. Who's going to rub his shoulder. (laughs) Um, I'm sure John has options. So Michelle and Matt walk out. You know, it's a very cute exchange. Your family's great. She starts a snowball flight. It's beautiful. Oh, before that happens, though, Michelle Matt tells his family that Michelle knows that he's falling for her. And I was wondering when that Does conversation she? happened. <laughs> when that conversation happened, and did I miss that? Because last time when mm-hmm. she told him she loved him, he kissed her Just kissed and thank her. you for sharing. Yeah, and he never well, saw maybe, like, I'm falling for you. Maybe it happened during the overnight that we didn't get to see. Well, I'm we giving him some grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a snowball fight. Some of that snow looked fake. Yeah, uh, but it's snowing outside, so I'm like, I guess it's that not That snow fake? that was falling looked fake. It wasn't How? Fake. Okay, but I don't think they can. <laughs> can they engineer that? It's a resort. They engineer snow all the time, especially if it's like a ski resort. All that wow. snow is not natural. That's, I feel lied to. Well, we didn't see them going skiing, so I don't know. <laughs> all all right, let's dates. jump into, you want to jump into Rachel? Well, Rachel pulls up. Why do I have to do her? She pulls up. <laughs> she has some sunflowers. She hugs Matt, whatever. It's like, uh, rinse. It's, uh, yeah, it's very, rinse yeah, repeat. rinse repeat. It's very superficial, yeah. you guys. She looks a little bit nervous at the initial meeting. She's not really making eye contact with, yes, with his family. <laughs> <laughs> and this is kind of the same thing. So different day because everybody has on different clothes. But Patty and John are sitting on one couch and Matt and Rachel are sitting on the couch perpendicular to them. Mm-hmm. And it's weird as this is happening because Matt starts talking for Rachel. <laughs> almost like for, immediately. Like immediately yeah and this wasn't happening with michelle michelle's talking for herself yeah. but when rachel's there matt's like well me and rachel and rachel and i and da 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 and he's just like chiming in for her which makes it it seems like is he you know wearing his cape again I'm not quite sure hmm. john takes rachel he um asked her how many serious relationships she's been in this was funny. she said she's been in two but she's never been in love never been a lover been able to see a future with either person and she says one was in high school and one was in college right. which like Rachel girl is 24 <laughs> high school 
It was a serious I, relationship, but she's never been in love. This is the thing. Oh, my God. How is it serious without being in love or not being able to see a future? I guess, like, different things can constitute seriousness when you're She's a child. I don't even know. John also asked, what qualities do you see in Matt? Like, you know, why do you like him? And she's like, he's safe, comfortable, and fun, which... You know what else is safe, comfortable, and fun? You guys. A lot of things. I mean, <laughs> safe, comfortable, fun. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so that's Matt. Matt talks yeah. with mom next. Yes. This, yes, this conversation. My goodness. So Patty says that, you know, Rachel's cute and she's free to be herself around him. Matt says that it just flows with Rachel and it's just so enjoyable and fun. It's fun. Again. It's fun. just fun. It's fun. It's fun. Um, Patty asks, does she ask her if she's ready to be engaged? Or? Yes, yes. So Patty asks uh, Rachel well, if she's she ready to, to be engaged. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and she says that Matt prayed over them the first night and she felt like that was where she was supposed to be and it was God's way of putting them together. Great. Mm, um, mm-hmm. So then mom. She's also still not making eye contact. Just yeah, like I don't know who she's looking at. Um, <laughs> so after all of that, uh, Matt says that he is now ready for an engagement and marriage. Um, oh, he's... Wait. wait, wait, wait. You finished the conversation with mom? Oh, no. Well, I was still on mom and Rachel. And then okay. I realized that after that, Matt says that he's ready for an engagement and a marriage. And then I was going to go okay. into that epic conversation with mom and Matt and John. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was going to say mom's again, even though like mom didn't seem as into Rachel. No. But she was crying again she because, was. Of, because of Matt. Or yeah. Matt, which was kind of weird. She, and Rachel's it was really so laying strange. on this faith super heavily. Yeah. And so I think after they end that conversation with Matt's mom and Rachel, Matt tells them that he is now ready for an engagement and marriage and that he's so stoked that his family is out here meeting the girls. He thinks it looks great. So then... <laughs> John asks if he has any concerns. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Matt says that he realizes that love has changed for him. Like back then when he told girls that he loved them, um, it, it was a different type of love. And so he thinks that this will be a very hard decision between Michelle and Rachel. So then Miss Patty asks. She gets into these projections. Oh my god. And it's like she just asks if he is getting engaged or will they just date, you know, and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. And she says this loaded statement that says feelings come and go and to tell someone you love them is big. Speaking from experience, there's nothing like being in love, but people fall in and out of love and it isn't the in all be all. Yeah. So then Matt looks crushed because <laughs> he's like, wait, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so John says that, you know, we're on board, but don't think you have to jump into this, making a decision you're not ready for. Yeah. And I believe in Matt's talking head, he said that my mom is saying that love isn't going to carry you through a marriage. I mean, this is the, if you think about it, this is the same thing Michelle told him last week of like you know how are you going to stay in love because life gets hard feelings mm-hmm. do change. this is a conversation he's already had but i think when his mom says it and just like the emotion in her face that she's saying it with and the pain it just triggers him um, well and it's not just that but like when she when patty says it 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 feels different like when michelle was mm-hmm. saying it like i kind of understood what she was saying about how you know you know, when you're married, you know, there are troubled times sometimes and it's, it's the yeah. road. It's not always going to be fun, but I don't think Michelle ever said that like the love goes away or like mm. the love's going to fade because essentially I, I think you'll still have the love. I mean, the love is what brings you through, I think the marriage, but then all the other stuff has to complement that and like really push you forward. So yeah. Patty's making it seem like people are going to fall out of love in a marriage and it isn't I mean, the, uh, it just doesn't sound great. <laughs> it doesn't sound really great, but I'm like, Matt. And that's just her experience. Has, it is just her experience. I'm like, Matt has to have considered that, you know, with any marriage, there's a potential for divorce because, you know, there just is anything can happen. Right, exactly. 
but it's almost like when she says this, he's never considered Mad. like having <laughs> having a relationship end once you get married. <sighs> and I'm sure his mom never considered that either when she got married to his dad. But, you know, she seems like she never got remarried, never dated again. Like this is, you know, cast a, a huge shadow over her life and maybe mm-hmm. even how she views herself as a as a woman, as a woman, as a mother, her value. Yeah. And I just wish I just, she wouldn't project that on her children. Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, John doesn't have a, a wife or a husband or a significant partner, but right. I don't know much about him. I haven't done a deep dive. Mm-hmm. But it seems like she tells Matt this. And I think she, this part seems a bit almost manipulative to me because I feel like she yeah. knows what position she has in his yes. life. Yes. And so <sighs> whatever she so says, gross. he's going to consider heavily. I just so didn't like Matt it. going to a spiral. I mean, yes. Like he says that he's taking a step back, asking himself if he is ready for this. Um, Chris comes in to speak with him. I think Matt requested him. Um, I don't, think I don't know. Was Matt just... was like outside sitting on the curb. Yeah. Like he's just outside chilling. He's just like, <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. Um, I think producers Matt... are probably like, can somebody come talk to Matt? Yes. He's not doing so Matt says that his mom started grilling him. And then he says the look on her face when she said that, you know, love isn't the end all be all made him think about her and his dad and uh, again mm-hmm. with the dad. Not what he's supposed to be thinking about. That's no. And so Chris says, you know, that's a lot to unpack. Um, mm-hmm. And Chris says this is not the guy he talked to a week ago. And Matt says he still feels like the girls are amazing, but he has received new information and has a new perspective. Mm-hmm. So then Chris gets a little um, snappy. Yes, and says, exactly. "What kind of greeting card is that? Don't worry, love ends." And I was like, "Ooh, Chris!" <laughs> Chris really shit on everything Matt's mom says. It's like, it my just, goodness, again. Yeah. So Matt says the right decision for him is to take his time figuring out what he wants. And Chris says, "Do you not want to get engaged?" Mm-hmm. And Matt just looks down and doesn't respond. <sighs> So at the end of that, Matt says he'll continue to stay open-minded. And then the next 10 minutes is like Matt walking around, just like talking in circles. Yeah. This was very reminiscent to me of like Serena P when her family came in, they were like, girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it just game changed everything. Yeah. Um, But you know, family can have that effect on you. It's wild, but it's kind of, to me, it came off of like, okay, y'all out here playing house in this little resort. But, like, when your family comes in, they're like, no, you need to quit. You know, right. You're not ready for this. But I was also mad because when, after Serena P. left, walked him out, then he emphasized that by giving you this rose, this means you're ready for an engagement. Yeah, so, Matt, true. you have to think about it both ways. If you're going to give the rose to people, that means that you're ready for an engagement. And if yeah. you thought you were, maybe, somehow, but didn't consider every perspective, like, what are you doing? I mean, he's... Uh he's just so immature like I I just like which is it Matt like I'm just very confused here so then Matt and Michelle have a date um Mm -hmm. he was so off like I was just like why did y'all even do this they are like (laughs) rappelling off the side of a building off he is falling backwards forwards trying to hold himself together it was a lot um so I didn't take much notes about that date because he was off it was very strange Mm -hmm. um he does talk to Michelle after the date and he says that um, he brings up his dad and his mom's relationship and how his parents experienced a lot of pain. And he Mm -hmm. said that he just really needs to think about this big decision that he's about to make. And, you know, the gravity of what's about to happen is, you know, sinking in and he, you know, he's scared essentially. Um, And so Matt, I mean, Michelle is essentially still pouring her heart out. And she's like, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for marriage. I'm ready for engagement. I'm ready for it all. And, you know, she's ready. So, well, I mean, <sighs> while they're still like on that tarmac, she does kind of question him being emotionally ready. It mm. seems like she can, she's kind of sensing something, but like, again, he's doing like all signs are good. I'm happy, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. Michelle's so, not a fool. That's the thing. She works with kids. So, yeah. She knows like mm-hmm. she can see something's on your mind and you're not saying you're not being 100 percent honest um so that's their first part of their date their second part of their date they just are like sitting on a couch is that 
Well, yeah, because he he goes to her room. Um, He walks up to her room, and as he's walking up, he's like, oh, my God, I've just been so off today. i got to meet Michelle. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Um, And so so he he says that he has to be honest with her. And I was just like, wow, so you're about to break up with this girl. So he goes to her room. She's so happy, bubbly. He says that he's been off all day and that he barely slept last night. Um, she's talking about how, you know, he's just a great teammate in her life. And she pulls out these jerseys that she made for them. The look on his face. I was so embarrassed. (laughs) Yeah. He looks, um, dumbfounded kind of as he's, as he's doing this, because she presents one bag and it's a jersey for him. It says Mr. James and he's on the world changing warriors team. And this all tracks with her being a school teacher because she feels like she's changing the world. And this just mm-hmm. seems like something a teacher would do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, it was very teachery. It was cute. <laughs> and she got one for herself that says Mrs. J. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And when she pulled that one out, he, he was just like, like <sighs> this was so, so bad. So and she's looking see, at like, him. Her hope in her. Yes. Face. She's looking at him and she's like, what are you thinking about? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, she's well, like, I see those wheels turning. Yes. Talk to me. And he's saying that he's having, he says he's having doubts. Uh-huh. And so he says a whole bunch of other things about, you know, the process and ba- talking in circles. And so Michelle is, is almost in your tears. And she's like, well, am I supposed to fight for you? Like, yeah. what do you want me to do? Where are you at? Um, and he says he doesn't think he can get there with her. Mm-hmm. They're both in tears. Yeah. <sighs> they do like a little hug, walk toward, or they walk toward the door, do a little mm-hmm. hug. And he says, I'm sorry. And then just leaves. Yeah. Just, He's like, all right, just, see you. Just, just, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm leaving. Yeah. These emotions, not going to work. So then he starts like, I don't know why I thought he was running, but he like walks briskly outside. He sits down on the ground outside. He's crying. Chris comes out and is like, man, what's going on? (laughs) And so Matt, again, with this conversation about his mom and his dad, and he says that he's not ready for marriage and he doesn't want to turn into his dad. And Mm -hmm. he's not sure if he should propose to Rachel, even though he sent Michelle home. And he's just, I mean, he's spiraling at this point. Um, So then Matt just tells Chris he needs some time and he just walks off. He's like, all right, I gotta go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just gotta Mm -hmm. go. (sighs) So the following day, Rachel wakes up footloose and fancy free she has no idea any of this has gone on <laughs> i don't know when they move to separate rooms i guess when there's less people you can definitely do that but mm-hmm. it seems like you're isolated from what's actually occurring and right getting so i mean she's she's feeling great and the sun's shining she says she's excited for her date Doing with her matt makeup. today feeling very confident she gets a knock at the door <laughs> It's not Matt. Spoiler alert. It is Chris. <laughs> he just kind of leans in on the door frame and it's like, it's Rachel, unfortunately, Matt, um, he was with Matt last night and he was very emotional and lost. And he says that Matt needs some time. So there won't be a date today. Mm-hmm. Oh, these women. Um, so Rachel, I'm, I'm finding a theme here with these women who turn these things into, into them. Rachel says, so she says she feels hurt and confused and she takes it as he didn't want to see her today. And so she feels blindsided because he bailed on her. And I was like, Rachel, how is this about you? Yeah. Again, centering the situation just like Patty around them and not about the situation. I think without knowing what happened, it, it would be easy to do like, why doesn't he, like why doesn't he want to go on the date with me today? Like, did I do something? Because she doesn't know what happened with his mama. Well, yeah, but and can't she? I don't know. Maybe connect the dots. Like, she knows that his family is there. She just saw them the day before. So, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it have something to do with his family? 
I mean, I don't know. Matt hadn't said anything before. Remember, he just reassured her at their last little date. So she thinks well, things yeah. are really good. I guess I, she's not Michelle. So I guess I can't really like, I can't <laughs> expect her to, to put the dots together and to do some critical thinking. Um, no, so you're right. Him and you're right. World. It's just them two. And <laughs> that's true. if it's not him, it's her. So yeah, that's it. you're absolutely right. Um, so I have very limited notes on the next scene, which is Matt, who's still hurting, but oh, yeah. allows Neil points. allows Neil, Neil to come in comes. with the rings. I was like, what? Neil comes in with the rings. Looks like he has about six, and he's like, "This oh is this my cut. god, this is this cut." Man, no, he ain't about to, to... <laughs> a ring. Like oh this is the thing during this scene. Um, Neil says, "Like, oh, this is my mom had a ring like this when I was little. Boy. This is my favorite ring." God, sure, sure enough, that's the one that's like, "I like this one." <laughs> oh my god! But then Matt also says that he's like, "I'm just gonna hold on to this ring." Neil leaves, and Matt says, um, "This ring represents broken promises." Ooh, man, <laughs> he he gives us a monologue. Broken promises. I was like, "Wow." That is not good. He like, says, if this I put this. emotional pain is so. Oh, deep. my God. And you guys like, I, I know we're sitting here laughing, but like, truly, if you were in, in need, <laughs> please seek therapy. Like, if, if, if note, please go to therapy. <laughs> if that you're so Matt, like, by all means, like, please go see a therapist because this is not this is not good. Like, we're laughing and kicking. But like when he said this ring represents broken promises. I, I was taken aback, truly. This is the thing. I'm not sure he realized how bad the situation was before he got on the show. <laughs> I think he thought he probably had dealt with it and that he was cool and ready to get into a marriage. But, like, as this has gone on, I think it's just been more revealing, more revealing for him. And he's like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the next scene of Rachel waking up. Um, she looks out the window, you know, says a little bit of speech about Matt, blah, blah, blah. She gets a card <clears throat> from Matt, says, I'm sorry for making you wait. Meet me at the lake. You deserve answers. Mm-hmm. Chris and Matt appear outside of the lake. Matt says he's very nervous. There's an altar with a lot of stuff on it, like <laughs> a fireplace and candles and notives. And I mean, it's busy. Um, Matt has the ring. He's looking at it, but we know this man is not proposing. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, Rachel comes out of the car in a green halter dress. They embrace. And then my notes say she pours her heart out and he says he's not ready for marriage. <laughs> yeah. He says, I can't propose to you today, but I don't want to lose you. She likes right. And he says that the life that he wants to live is with her and he wants to commit to her. They kiss. He picks her up, walks her off the altar. The end. Yes. Okay. So that's basically how the episode ends and it goes right into the after the final rose. Yes. Um, with the manuals. Let's, let's jump in. Or do we have any final thoughts on Rachel at the altar? Yeah. No. Okay, great. <laughs> Me neither. It's just like again like she's just I, so I, young I feel like she's he a really child. didn't give her any answers but no sure. it was just let's she just hang out me. let's date yeah. cool and he says i see you as my wife and as the mother of my kids like, even though i'm not proposing to you <laughs> i see you as my wife very interesting just you know what they call that double talk mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yes um so after the final rose um michelle is the first guest um she comes out in a really cute black dress she looks beautiful as always she looks really good in black she does um, she always wears it and I always like it. Her and Brie always looked so good in black. I mean, just Man. stunning. Oh, yes. gosh. Um, so Michelle says that she is not happy <laughs> with the ending that she received. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that she apparently asked production if she could speak with him. Like after this, after that random two minute conversation where he breaks up with her. Um, and apparently he refused. Yeah, she said he said no. Which and I'm I, like, what? Right. I was like, wow. I was like, I mean, I thought that was a lot because as you all saw, like that that conversation, I mean, that that's not closure. Like that was just like, oh, no. sorry, I can't do this. And then he just walked out. So it's like, 
and she still his emotions. That's the thing. No, and she was still so emotional talking about it, and mm-hmm. I could tell she says that she was really in love and that she just really wanted to talk with him just to move so that she could move past that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Manuel says we're gonna bring Matt out. You'll have a chance to talk to him um mm-hmm. which i guess she's been waiting for months to right Jeez. to say her piece um matt comes out this looks very reminiscent to his outfit or to his appearance on that other on the women's hello with this beard. oh yeah yeah with this beard that's not lined just yes i have the same thing like <laughs> it's not lined up what are you doing he what are you doing just Who letting it go free head? no one Who i so or like so someone lined up your head but they just didn't do the beard yes. like how does that that's even work like. It kind of reminded me of Steph Curry. You know, his head usually, usually isn't lined. Oh, but. I mean, granted, he's, you know, a little bit busy. <laughs> but Matt, oh, so strange. Okay. <laughs> so Matt comes out. He says it's been a very rough couple of months, and he's still processing how he feels. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle says that she was not okay after that very brief conversation. The producers were in her room, and they were seeing how bad she was hurting. Um, she says that she asked him for a conversation. He denied. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that he's sorry and that there's no justification as to why. Um, he says if he had known how bad it was, he would have had the conversation. That, I, I really didn't like that. Of, he's full of shit. Just stop. Like, I, I didn't like that at all. And it's making me think that he never even was really that into her. Mm, yeah, I was really happy she was having a chance to spa- say her piece. Because mm-hmm. I feel like towards the end he was asked to her like yeah he was you could at least have the decency as a human being to be like i hurt you and now let me you know listen to how you feel about it let me give you the space to process instead of being like i hurt you i can't see your feelings right so i'm gonna go and And never talk to you again and so he says that when she showed up you know when she did it was a breath of fresh air for him and that he really cared about her and being a black woman in her position and showing grace and composure, his respect and admiration for her was through the roof. I'm like, Matt, what are these topics? Like, what, who crafted this for you? You're full this of shit. Is the same thing he said multiple times. This yeah. is just a line. Because he said the same thing to his mom. Like, and he, I think he said the same thing to her family. Like, oh, I, I always say, you know, she wasn't late. She was right on time and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And she's great and whatever (sighs) whatever so michelle says that she still cares about him but she is not in love with him anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) she says she's a very forgiving person and they were kind on the same page towards the end but not really um and so she does leave us with that she thinks that matt taught her a lot about relationships about what she is and is not looking for and that she just hopes that he moves on with kissing with his eyes closed and more phrases other than thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. Get that final dig. I don't blame her. I don't blame her either. Oh, God. Yeah. So then I think this is where we have Emmanuel and Matt just talking like one on one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're talking kind of like black man to black man. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of this questions yeah and a lot of this was really interesting to me um and i kind of wanted to get your take on this so the question is asked about how much pressure pressure was it being the first black bachelor matt says it was a ton of pressure extra level scrutiny Mm -hmm. when you're the first of something and you have to make sure you're on your best behavior Mm -hmm. um and he was just like he felt that most bachelors come in and they just have to find about they're just worried about finding love but with him Mm -hmm. He had to do all this extra shit of making people comfortable with your blackness, coming into yes. a space where the country was with social justice at the time, trying to be as not coming off as threatening. Like he felt like he was doing a lot. And so for me, I thought that was really interesting because I know that there are some folks today that are not doing this respectability politics anymore and are basically saying that I am not going to worry about how how you may feel about me. Like, if yeah. you're threatened by me, that's on you. But, like, I can't do anything to change that. And it seems like he was trying to, like, change that. Or he was, like, on the opposite spectrum of being, like, okay, I'm I'm really concerned about how I'm appearing, so I'm going to be on my best behavior. Mm-hmm. I am exhausted, me personally. So the whole being on your best behavior stuff, 
I can't do that anymore. <laughs> but I, I understand him saying that. And, and, and it sucks that, that he feels that he has to continue to do that because that is a lot of, that's a lot on your shoulders. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a thing like we talked about before as Matt is not, Matt not being in charge. I think we talked about it with that because yes. it's kind of like he is like, like it or not, he is the the first black male bachelor, even though he's only right. partially black, right? Mm-hmm. But even that, like, he doesn't want to be too black yeah. or, you know, turn off um, ABC from casting other black men in this position, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it's sad that you have to think that way and even think about, like, well, however it goes with me is going to be right. the lens that is looked at for others. Because I think I think like he's being truthful in this moment of like this created a lot of pressure of who do I pick? Because even before all this started or before yeah. they might have already recorded or filmed, but there was that interview where he was saying he feels pressure to pick a certain woman mm-hmm. um, or to you remember that? Yeah, that was like the very okay, first yeah. night, the first episode where he was just like, oh, people are going to be mad if I do this and do that. And I was like, wow, Matt, this is the first conversation we're having. So, yes, I recall that. And I mean, obviously so much pressure there because, I mean, the thing like he was very careful in everything he did, even when he didn't like speak out against these women and defended them like he could have easily like thrown them to the gutter. But he's he's just so conscious about how he is viewed. And I mean, yeah. It's just a lot. Like you, you're trying to deal with all that, and you got all these daddy issues. I mean, it's just, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting that he thought he was ready for this because, I, don't, uh, whew, man, I, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, Again, so how was he chosen? Was and that's like the thing. Like he, he, yeah, because he's friends with people who are familiar with the Bachelor franchise. He's friends with like Hannah Brown, who was the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. He's friends with this other guy who I think was on the show, but he's never been on the show before. So he had no idea like how it was really going to be. Yeah. I don't know how well they prepared him. I did wonder if he would let Heather be on the show. Like would things be different? Cause he seemed who is really Heather? into her. That girl who showed up. Uh, oh my saying, God. Girl. Stop it. He seemed really excited about her. So like maybe that'll be his next relationship. I'm just, just wondering. So we start talking about Rachel. Emmanuel asks, you know, what was it about Rachel? You know, what did you enjoy about her? Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that he liked Rachel's authenticity um, and that initially it was great. You know, they were hanging out, taking cute pictures. Um, and then when the controversy happened, um, she he was trying to be there for her because he he thought that they were rumors. Um, <sighs> and so he prayed that they weren't true. And then when she finally came out and said they were true and apologized, uh, he realized that he was not okay with it. And it was in that moment that he realized that she didn't understand what it meant to be black in America. Obviously, why would she understand? Um, So then he realized that he needed to take a step back and allow her to put in that work of, you know, Mm -hmm. listening and learning and reading and all that stuff. Um, And so they are no longer together. And he he made the statement that if you don't understand that that's wrong in 2018, then that's a problem. And that he basically said that to everyone who was criticizing his reaction to her behavior or like, why didn't he just forgive her? He just said that if you don't understand that something like that is problematic in 2018 and there's a lot you won't understand about me, essentially. Yeah. Um, So he just felt like he didn't think that he would help her situation by staying with her and that, I mean, essentially I don't think he wants to take, I don't think he wants to be that person for her, be that black person. Who's going to like no. teach you all these things about why it's so bad to be racist. Black person wants like, to what? Be responsible for teaching racist. Mm. No. People or, or people not to do like racist things. It's a heavy burden. Um, and one of the things that is mentioned is like Matt is six five, right? So six five. Six, six five. Are you sure? <laughs> That's what they said. I have to look this up. But keep keep going. I, I just okay. I'm I, I just need to do some this is research. Yeah, do, do some do some research. So they're saying Matt is six five, which 
to most people, 6'5 is really, really tall. That means you are intimidating. Oh, um, my God. He's 6'5? Girl, I told you. Wow. <laughs> Emmanuel mentioned it, or Matt mentioned it. It was mentioned in this in this uh, little whatever. But I'm like, wow. okay, so this is a 6'5 black man Ooh, who, man. you know, doesn't want to be viewed as aggressive or impatient or mm-hmm. not tolerant with others. And so I think... I think he's right to let her go, you know. Absolutely. And I can't be I can't be your your tall black boyfriend. And honestly, okay. when she comes out and explains herself, I I totally oh, I totally understood why it. he was like, "Girl, I got to let you go." So she comes out in a red dress. In Republican red, MAGA Girl. red, whatever you want to call it. Okay. <laughs> she says that it's been a lot, but she doesn't want to victimize herself. Um, and so Emmanuel just hops right into it and he's like, okay, so you do know that that party, yes. And I, and I thought it was, it was tastefully done because he essentially says that he pulls those photos up and he's like, you do realize that this is a party that's honoring the South before the war, the war that freed the slaves. That's what antebellum means. (laughs) And so she says that essentially she was living in ignorance and didn't even think about those photos and about who would be hurting. She never asked herself what the tradition was or what it represented. And so Emmanuel was like, well, not all history is meant to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. And he was just meant like, remembered. yes. And he says that he doesn't think that she's technically racist, but what she did was racially ignorant racism. You know, it doesn't classify someone as racist. It looks at the intention um, so what she did was technically racially ignorant and, you know, okay, cool, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. she says that she didn't want to apologize immediately because she wanted to take the time to hear people out. I don't know what that means. Um, and she says that when she auditioned to be on the show or that whole process, she didn't even think about the photos because she didn't think anything of it. What's wrong yeah, with she- antebellum photos? He asked her, how many nights were you like lying awake worried that these might come out? No, she said, I never thought about it. Slept like a baby. <laughs> I never thought that this would be brought up because I didn't see the issue. Yeah, I didn't think it? there was was any problem. And he makes a statement. He says prejudice is a willful commitment to ignorance. Mm-hmm. To just, you know, turning this blind <sighs> eye, not knowing what you're doing. You're just sitting here. Just being ignorant. <sighs> yeah, but that's that's that willful ignorance. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's so not wanting to learn or do better. And what's so interesting is that people love to sit in that because the people who are defending her are just like, oh, she's a sweet girl. She's just raised in the South. And it's like, you guys are all the same. Like, this ignorance, like, you just want to sit there. And it's just really uncomfortable. And it's yeah. it's unsettling. Ignorance um, can be really comfortable for the people being ignorant because it, yeah. it doesn't make them be accountable. Mm-hmm. So Emmanuel asks her what she's doing to change. And... Oof, she says, well, I can sit here and make a list, but it's really about the actions. Rachel, I want a list. I want to know. She said books, podcasts, movies. Didn't reference anything in particular. So um, uh, what does that mean? So you just reading and reading some articles every here and there? Like, what are you doing? And that's, and you know what? That just spoke volumes to me. I was like, you don't give a fuck about this. That's the thing, because I don't know if you've noticed, but... <laughs> She mentions feeling blindsided by him breaking up with her. Yes, that was so interesting. Use her privilege to get out of it and just, I I didn't know. I'm sorry. You know? Oh. Matt called, when Matt, so Matt called her on the Mm -hmm. phone to break up with her, and her initial reaction was to gaslight because she was just like, well, what's the problem? Like, I don't think she realized the magnitude of the situation. And I don't think that she realized that this was going to hurt him and was harmful to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I think at some point he comes out, like he comes yes, out to comes speak out with her because she says they haven't spoken or they haven't seen each other since they, they broke up. Right. Yeah. And we don't know how long that's been, I guess maybe like two months, maybe. I don't know. Well, let's think about when everything came out. But everything started coming out like during the season because I saw it on Twitter like pretty early on. 
But they weren't airing. They had, the season had already wrapped before it started airing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true, that's true. So I'm thinking, because even when Matt was explaining it, he was like, pictures she may have taken. And I was like, she's in the picture. What do you mean right. she may have taken? Like, and then he was like, things she may have liked. And I was like, but we saw the likes. <laughs> like, we saw it all. <laughs> like, there is no alleged. Yeah. <laughs> like, so whoever pulled. Me, like, as this was coming out, he was like, you know, somebody's trying to frame Rachel. Like, know, let me protect sir. her. And then once he <laughs> saw that TikTok and saw that footage, he was like, oh, this is very yeah. real. Man, whoever pulled that stuff together about her, ooh, chalet. I mean, these internet she, sleuths. She pissed goodness. someone off for real. <laughs> I mean, hey, we have to hold, hold each other accountable. That's so. true. You out here with this black man, so they need to see, girl. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Matt comes out. They do a little quick embrace. Um, Rachel says the relationship she thought was very strong. Um, I guess she thought the foundation was strong, even though they've been together for maybe three months max four probably i don't know (laughs) and so she realized that for him to end things it must have been very hard for him and he must have really been hurting and she apologizes to him for not understanding that initially (laughs) wow didn't apologize for her racial insensitivity this (sighs) is the thing as rachel is talking she's still very focused on Matt and how strong their relationship was and how strong their bond was and why they can't overcome this situation together. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily she still doesn't get her, it. No, she, she she's really missing the point. She don't get it. Um, he freezes for an insane amount of time after 20 seconds. 20 seconds. He just sat there and there was no Is it 20 seconds. I feel like they're like, take a break and come back. And he's still, and like, then it was still more silence. And so Emmanuel yeah. was like, Matt, what is, again, is like, on your mind? You, <laughs> you can't have this dead air on live TV. It's real dead. There's no music. It's just nothing. I'm like looking Lord. at each other. Well, and honestly, because he is so upset and like, I think she really needed to sit there and be like, well, damn, like, He's really I don't big think on she's this. getting it. I think even her, them <sighs> sitting there in that silence, she's like, I don't understand. I don't. And it's understand. like, girl, he literally just said, like, and he's and he continues to say this. So she grabs his hand, um, and then he Ugh. quickly grabs it, moves it away. Like, girl, what are you doing? And he says that yeah, he, he was on hands. He was so disappointed that he had to explain to her why he was upset in the first place, and so he felt like he was committed to their relationship, but he questioned it when he realized that she did not understand his blackness at all. And he basically said that he did not sign up to have this conversation and to do this work for her. He didn't sign up for that. He was not about to carry her emotional labor. Didn't want to be emotional Mm -hmm. responsible for her. Like you have to do in that work. Um, which I really appreciate him standing up for himself because I felt like she was doing behind the scenes. I think she was trying to manipulate him and to be like, it's not a big deal. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. And he's like, it's not though. Like it's not okay. Yeah. It's not. He essentially breaks up with her again, like reiterates the same points. And it's like, this is, I can't, I can't be with you. Like, no, no. And so she I think Emmanuel her all over again, like she didn't see this coming. Like she thought they were going to get back together or something. I don't know. So I think Emmanuel asked if the door is slightly open for reconciliation. And mm-hmm. Matt essentially, I think, but, but I think he says no, where he's just like, the feelings won't go away overnight. Seeing her like this hurts. But again, he's not doing that work for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he mm-hmm. wants people to quote, call her in and, and do the work. Um, to you know i guess not be racially insensitive rachel is not going to be calling she's not she is not going to be called in (laughs) she doesn't think anything's wrong yeah he says i don't know if i'll ever not hurt hearing those things right and And it's like even like uh, call for a final embrace there's no final embrace there's no church hug no he was like i'm good on that so i don't blame him I don't either like imagine, you know, imagine dating someone who, okay. I I mean, I guess technically he is biracial, so it's not really interracial, but it still is interracial in a sense. And imagine just being with someone thinking that they are, you know, they understand that you're black, you know, they, they see your blackness, you know, they're anti, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. racist and, you know, you think you're on the same page and then you see some shit about them out there being racist, embarrassing you. 
And Megan, you was like thing. a fool. Did she ever acknowledge his blackness or was she like, I don't see color. I see us just human. She claims she did, but I don't think you can't do that and then not understand what the problem is here. Yeah. Like, how do you not understand why it's not okay to be at a, a plantation party in 2018 and then sit there and be like, well, I didn't know what it represented. That's almost worse. You're from Georgia, <laughs> Georgia. Mm. Mm-hmm. How do you not know? Like, it's just the willful, the willful ignorance for me. Like, that not understanding why he's so upset, the gaslighting that probably happened when he tried to break, when he broke up with her the first time. She's just, mm-hmm. she's just not for me. Yeah. So that's kind of where <sighs> the segment ends. Oh, I'm sorry. I completely forgot about uh, the <laughs> Oh, Lord, I forgot about it, too. (laughs) Heavens. I closed out my notes and everything. Girl, I have end of segment. (laughs) So they announce who the Bachelorette will be. But, ooh, plot twist. It's not just one gal. Mm -hmm. They have selected the two Bachelorettes for the next two seasons. Um, Katie, I don't know her last name, um, Mm -hmm. and Michelle. Katie, I actually don't really care about. Yeah, I, and that was. I mean, an interesting I like Katie. Pick. I don't know if I like her enough to watch it, but no, I actually I thought it was up against Katie and Abigail. I would have chosen Abigail. Oh, I would have um, Abigail because I mean she's technically disabled, so that would have been a great opportunity to kind of like you know have inclusion? some inclusion. Yeah, have diversity. some inclusion. But you know, I guess they're like, look, we got to focus on the diversity shit first, then we'll I mean, get to the inclusion. Maybe Abby wasn't available. I'm not sure, but I think Katie started more drama, so I think that's why she was chosen. Mm, yeah, I suppose. So we so will probably seven, season seventeen. First. Yes, and Michelle will be eighteen. I don't think we'll be covering Katie just because. Why don't, don't count on it? Seriously. But Michelle yes. obviously will be back for that because Michelle's lovely and she deserves everything. She's so sweet. Yeah. I heard What's Michelle's waiting so she can be with her class, finish the school year with her class, and Aww. then do it during the summer. Um, oh my gosh! Spend more time with her kids, and I was like. That's this so woman, she just doesn't stop. Sweet. I I'm love excited so to see the men on her season. Mm-hmm. I think I'll probably have some strong feelings about them because now I feel a little bit protective of her. I can't wait. I think it's going to be a very diverse cast. And I I'm think they're going to hopeful. I think they're going to try and find some guys that look like men. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> if we could put Mike on the show, that would be great. Um, or, you know, anybody else that is a person worth their salt, you know. Well, I feel like since he's already been on The Bachelorette. Oh, he did say that, huh? Yeah, I don't think he would do it again. (laughs) I think he wants to be The Bachelor. Like, I think he's he really wants that. So I don't don't know if they're going to do it because, you know, if they do it like The Bachelor really needs to revamp their producers and like they need to understand that you can't just do a black lead and not have any type of preparation. Like, I just felt like this season was handled so roughly like i think they just need to rework the whole like premise of the show and the way things happen and then maybe hire some black producers to me yeah Yeah. like they just don't know how to how to edit the black gaze like i I just want them to maybe do some research they need they too with rachel need to be listening and learning and researching and hiring and (laughs) doing all sorts of shit so you know uh mazel okay so I will cover a recommendation for the week. Uh, Since we're splitting our episodes in two, I'll do one recommendation. And then for our following episode, uh, Jade will do a recommendation. Yes, we will. So for mine, I'm actually recommending Summer House. Uh, Summer House is a show on Bravo. It actually has five seasons. And I don't think I knew that it was that, um, that it had been out for that long. Um, but basically the premise is it's set in Montauk in the Hamptons. It's a beach town. Uh, Summer House is a group of nine friends who basically share a house together on the weekends between Memorial Day and Labor Day. And so this past season, uh, it's actually, I think, during COVID. So they actually can't leave. <laughs> like they're working there. They're partying there. Like a lot of them have a remote jobs, So they're working during the day then partying at night. They can go to the beach and stuff, but they're not like leaving. Like, because I guess once you leave, you have to like do, um, I guess you got to do COVID protocol all over again. And then it's like a whole thing. So they're staying in the house quarantining. Um, so it's really exciting. I actually didn't think that I was going to like it, but I started watching it. 
Um, it's nine guys. No, it's nine people. I think it's three guys and then the rest are girls. Um, a lot of drama. Um, and then one of the girls is actually a black woman. So I have been super into it. So if you can, you can probably catch up on the episodes, I think on Hulu or Bravo on demand. Um, and yeah, let me know if you enjoy it. So that's my recommendation. Whoop, whoop. I'll check it out. I think that was one we talked about before, but mm-hmm. I really see, like it. Yeah, it's, five it's, seasons it's, sounds a little daunting. I'm, I'm again, I'm catching up. I'm, I'm just jumping in on this season. I have not looked at the past seasons and I don't intend on it. That's too many for me. Um, so yeah, so it's very exciting. So I guess that wraps us up. Do you have anything else, Jade? No, um, just the regular subscribe. Yes. Subscribe. Subscribe. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Um, follow us on Instagram, Instagram, not just reality T E A, um, is the handle and Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, we love to interact with you guys and learn more about what you guys are interested in. Since we've just wrapped up the bachelor, um, we're going to continue covering married at first sight probably Mm -hmm. by itself. I'm thinking, and then we'll be looking to do some other shows. We'd love to hear what you guys would recommend to us. Um, preferably something that isn't already a million seasons in that we've never aren't familiar with unless it's a show like this where you know each season is a new so hope to talk with you guys soon thanks for listening yep thanks guys talk to you soon bye